Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we're going to talk pre-snap versus post-snap RPOs. This is Mark Holcomb, the Football Coaches Corner podcast. Today's fast-paced, no-huddle, hurry-up offense world, many coaches are spending a lot of time in the RPO world. Today, I want to talk to you about how we in our program will break these concepts down into what we call relief throws and RPOs. Uh, this past week, I watched a Zoom meeting with the Ohio State uh, quarterback coach, and uh, they used two types of categories, which were called relief and RPO, to differentiate between pre-snap and post-snap reads for the quarterback. Uh, I love the idea. And uh, I think that it's something that we're going to, you know, use in our offensive teaching this upcoming season so we can all speak the same language and try to take away any confusion uh, from our quarterback in the RPO world. Now, I, I kidded with my coaches this week and said that if uh, if you're not a better football coach after this the time we've been through, then, uh, you know, you're not doing what you need to do because there are plenty of uh, avenues out there, whether the Zoom meetings or videos for you to go out and uh, find out as much information as you want to. And I just thought, you know, you got to be able to differentiate between taking the good things that you learn, the bad things you learn, uh, you know, overloading yourself, you know, offensively or defensively or special team wise. I think you got to make sure that uh, you take things that fit into what you do as a program and as a as a uh, as a coach so that it can help, you know, not add too many things to. But this is just a way that we thought uh, this might be a, uh, you know, a good idea to look at these things Now we've been doing RPOs. uh in the past two schools that I've been at, uh, probably I would say since 2011, 2012, uh, when the, you know, when the end zone uh, became a big thing with Noel Mazzoni and uh, Coach Acosta and the, all those guys. So I, I think that that's, you know, we've been a, a ahead of the, the curve maybe a little bit, uh, but you know we've you know done done things with the RPOs, you know, screen pass options, pass pass options, you know, all those different things, um, but want to break these down and kind of give you an idea about how we're going to use these uh, this year with our quarterback. And right now we're doing Zoom meetings with our, our players during the week, trying to uh, split things up between, you know, our offensive coaches, our defensive coaches, and then it, the, the different positions to try to do this. But these are some of the things that we started talking about with our quarterbacks last week. I'm going to spend a little bit more time this week. Now, relief throws um, are what a lot of people call pre-snap RPOs. So, uh, you know, what we talk about is is like a, a pre-snap RPO a lot of times is, you know, something that we're going to explain to our quarterbacks where these throws are used to relieve uh, the box of bad numbers, you know. And then whether you're a 10 personnel team, an 11 personnel team, you know, we all talk to our quarterback about box numbers and about making sure that, you know, you don't, you don't run the football, obviously, uh, and you're a 10 personnel team into a seven-man box. You know, you try to – Get as much of that as you can, but you know many offenses are calling plays today with a tag pass, and the quarterback is charged with uh, making a pre-snap decision whether to execute the running play or to throw the football if the box is loaded. Uh, I think a great example of this, and I'll just use a a simple one, which I think a lot of us run, uh, is the basic two by two or three by three by one formation, and you're throwing a bubble. So uh, the example we'll use is you're calling inside zone. Now, this is not a lock zone. This is just a regular zone where your you know, quarterback is 
uh, is reading the 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 C gap defender. And you know, I want to do an RPO talk a little bit later about uh, the difference between what we we consider to be uh, you know uh, first level, second level, and third level. And I think a lot of people understand this, but I think it's a, just a you know to give an example. The, the quarterback here is going to make a make a quick decision now. If you think about this, let's just say you're in a three by one set, all right? And if you look to the, uh, you've got trips to the left, all right? So the quarterback's going to look to the right first, and he's going to see if he has a one-on-one throw. Uh, you know, the one-on-one the -on -one throw, a lot of people call gift, call free access, whatever it may be, and you guys can can tag or signal however you want to do it. You know, you can do a slant, a hitch, a fade. Some people do speed outs. You know, there's a lot of different things. But basically, all you're trying to do is you're figure out, do we like this one-on-one -on -one matchup? If we like this one-on-one -on -one matchup, then I think this is something you can start talking about as a relief throw uh, to get your numbers. Because obviously, if you've got a one-on-one -on -one matchup on your single receiver, then somewhere else you're going to have either a loaded box or you're going to have some type of four over three to your trip side, then you probably wouldn't want to go to that side either. But uh, just kind of I'll walk you through kind of how we're trying to teach our quarterback this. Uh, so the quarterback looks over to the one-on-one -on -one side. Uh, let's say that the D-gap defender is down and he's in the passing lane. Well, the quarterback now knows that's a two-on-one, right? So there's no reason to, to worry about that at all. So we're just going to kind of X that part of it out. Now we go to the trip side. And, uh, you know, this is where you kind of start having a little bit of different thing. You know, uh, the end zone system, and we still use this to this day, taught us about, you know, a hard deck if anywhere uh, around seven, eight yards above the football uh, you know, we try to preach to our kids, we're trying to get four yards. And I always say four plus four plus four doesn't equal 12. Four plus four plus four equals a first down. And that's what we're trying to get and trying to move the football down the field. But let's say you look over to the trip side and you've got a three on two matchup and you've got bubble tagged. All right. So obviously your numbers are good. Uh, you're going to go ahead and pull the football and throw the bubble. Now think through this again. All right. You're two on one to the single receiver side. All right, you're three on two uh, to the trip side. So obviously you're going to have more numbers in your box. You know, a lot of people feel like teaching their quarterback to count the box first and go from there. This is just a difference that we like to, you know, I always tell our, our quarterbacks it's a whole lot easier to count to three than it is seven. So let's just figure it out that way. Now, the simple math tells you if you look out there and you see four over three or three over three, then you are now going to, uh, run the football. So let's just break this down math-wise real quick. So to the right side with versus the single receiver, all right, they're two on one. So there's two defensive players. We've got nine left, all right? To the trip side, all right, let's say they're three on three. So there's three more players, all right? So now you're down to six. So the quarterback knows there's six in the box and he can run our, you know, zone read game. And obviously he's going to make sure that, uh, you know, he's uh, reading the C-gap defender that sixth defender, and he, he's responsible for him. Uh, so this would be an example of a first-level RPO. Now, you know, we're going to eventually allow our quarterback to check a bubble, uh, a now screen, which would be like a, a screen by your outside, you know, player, a hitch to an uncovered receiver, and a lot of people that's automatically in there, uh, you know, and we're even, you know, talking about the idea of maybe – uh, double slants or maybe a, just a fade out concept, but those are things that that are uh, we're we're looking at right now to talk to our quarterback about. Now, by allowing the quarterback to relieve the box and take what the defense is giving them pre-snap, you know we're now going to get our best matchup. So if we like our matchup one on one with that receiver, 
then we're going to take that. Uh, if we don't like that because of uh, leverage or, or numbers, or maybe that guy's just, you know, better than our player, then we'll try to start figuring out that, you know, different things. Now, everyone knows that uh, the number one thing people like to do to take away RPOs is they like to just go straight man and then, and then bring pressure. So by doing this, you know, just against anything with any offense, uh, you're going to have to make sure that you can find a place where you can win. So you need to practice routes that are just man routes. I don't think you need to practice a ton of them, but you know, if you're, you know, you're getting a team that uh, you look at on film and they're too high or, or one high all the time, and you might get into a game and their adjustment may be to play man and just bring as many guys as they can and try to press you and shut your run game down that way. So I think as a coach, you have to do a good job during the week of throwing in a period or two here or there where you're working on man coverage and answering those things. Now, uh, you know, I think what I really liked about Ohio State and how they talked about this was, you know, we have a lot of people in the RPO world that talk about pre-snap, versus post-snap, and I think a lot of times that can get kind of muddy, you know, uh, is is a is a bubble with a screen game, is that really considered a run-pass option? Well, obviously, yes, you can run the football or you can pass it, but we want to break ours down into our RPOs are really what we're doing after the football snap. Now, I know a lot of teams will run inside zone to the trips or the or two-by-two, as like an option play. So they'll, you know, read the, the C-gap defender and the quarterback will pull it, and now he will attack the, uh, you know, the, the D-gap player, the the overhang, and read option off him. Now, we don't do that. Uh, so I, I'm not trying to say that anybody who does is wrong, but I'm just saying if you did that type of read, I would argue that that probably is definitely a post-snap RPO. But I'm just talking about the one where you're, you know, just for sheer numbers – when the football snapped, looking out there to see if you have numbers pre-snap, whether it's two over one, three over two, whatever it may be in there. Now, uh, we're hoping that by saying this, you know, we can obviously now yell from the sidelines, hey, take your relief throw or you like your relief throw versus, you know, hey, talking about RPOs. And we'll get into that a little bit in a second. But I think we want to, you know, the more and more I coach football and the more and more around it, I think you want to have – a lingo that, you know, I guess whether it's your football language that you guys speak, but you all want to be on the same, you know, the same page uh, because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you don't want to look out there and say, hey, guys, you know, read number 24 or, hey, read the inside linebacker. You, you don't want to do that or, hey, you don't want to, you know, get into a situation where you look at your quarterback and you're giving a thumbs up every time you want him to read it or throw it or, you know, that just takes away to me some of the speed and some of the things that uh, that you want your quarterback to do. Now, obviously, there are different situations with different quarterbacks, but I feel like getting us all the coaches and the players on the same language uh, and the same page uh, just makes things a little bit easier for us. Now, as the RPO uh, goes, you know, obviously, run-pass options are, you know, when you tag a pass concept, and now the quarterback is going to read whatever appropriate defender when the ball snapped. Now, uh, in our RPO, our RPO system, excuse me, we are mainly talking about second-level defenders. So we're talking about, uh, you know, inside linebackers on run fits. We're talking about outside linebackers. You know, most defenses now are trying to take those outside linebackers and make them look like, you know, pass defenders, but they're really 
run players. They're apexing. Uh, those are the guys we talk about being conflict guys. And defensive coaches are now getting smart and they're tr- starting to figure out how to cover those conflict guys to take those guys out. But, you know, some of the, the most simple reads are something as a, just a G scheme where you're folding your guard around and reading that backside linebacker. You know, if that backside linebacker is taught to read uh, pulls, then obviously he's going to, you know, flow as fast as he can. Now you're just going to put, uh, whether it's an H, a tight end, uh, a slot, whatever you want to, into that voided area. And, you know, when we teach this, we want to talk to our receivers about making sure, you know, they should probably be the first ones to understand whether they're getting the football or not because they're reading the same defender the quarterback's reading. And so I think uh, by doing those things, you just speed up. But, you know, we're talking about overhang players on the outside. Uh, we're not talking about, you know, reading a – uh, a safety. We're not talking about third level RPOs. Uh, I do think you know we do have a few of those in our in our playbook, but I think where uh, coaches would probably be smarter is if they see those guys manipulate you know down into the box to trying to fit. I think your uh, your coaches would probably be better off to call a play action pass to take advantage of where they're fitting at, uh, as opposed to just uh, you know saying we're going to take a shot here and read that guy, which is a little bit more of a difficult read. Um, but we spent time changing schemes to make sure that our quarterback is uh, protected from C-gap to C-gap. Uh, most of the time, like I said, we're going to read those B-gap defenders. Uh, you know, like an easy example would here to be to lock a zone. Just, to, you know, if you've got a, uh, uh, an under front and you want to just, you know, uh, you know base, out, ba- uh, base the nose or double team the nose, back, uh, backside five, just lock him and now read that B-gap player, the, the linebacker, and see where you can get some flows. But we like to uh, to run pull schemes as much as possible just because it gets the flow going quicker for those linebackers. Uh, you know, when we're talking about D-gap players, we're talking about, you know, trying to, you know, maybe run uh, a, a fade by number two and a square end. So just to read that guy to see what he's doing to the, uh, you know, to the fade, the inside fade, the corner route, whatever it may be. Uh, another thing that we do is we'll run, like we talked about, the little dump pass to number two. Uh, bring the outside player, uh, the number one receiver, on a, a, a slant or a square in behind him, and now we can read the, uh, you, you know, the the second level defender as an outside linebacker. I do think you have to have things that uh, read and attack different levels, and I think when you're uh, a coach watching film, you have to figure out, you know, which one of these linebackers is a fast flow guy, which one of these guys reads quick on the run. And, uh, you know, try to attack that person as much as possible. Um, now, one of the problems we have had, and I, I will go ahead and share this a little bit, is uh, our main run scheme for the past couple of years has been uh, GT counter. All right, now the problem that we ran into with GT counter is when you're pulling both guard and tackle, you're leaving that quarterback's backside kind of, you know, open to hits. Uh, it's, you can't protect him. So, Anytime your quarterback understands that he is protected on the backside, I think it gives him a little more confidence in making his read, going through that read progression and figuring out exactly what he wants to do with that. So, you know, when your quarterback's getting hit in the backside because your guard and tackle are pulling and that, you know, five technique is screaming at the quarterback, obviously your quarterback's got to either hand it off. Uh, so it takes the, the RPO element out of it. So what we did uh, since we, since I like running counter so much, is we decided we were going to run this more out of a. Uh, if we're going to RPO it, uh, we're going to run it more out of a, a GH or a GY 
scheme and leave that backside tackle locked on there. And so now we can open up our different things. Uh, you know, like I said, I can do another podcast uh, on the types of routes and things that we use uh, off of our RPOs. And, uh, you know, we're a big counter team. Uh, we run some zone, inside zone. We're going to major a little bit more in outside zone, I would say. Uh, you know, we still run the uh, power, and I think that's a good play to run off of. But uh, I just feel like in the past, any kind of run where you've got a puller, uh, I feel like you're, you've are you been able to get a little bit more, uh, you know, quick flow out of those guys. Uh, but today I just really wanted to talk about uh, the difference in uh, what we consider to be a pre-snap or relief throw to relieve the box and a post-snap uh, RPO where we're going to read uh, again, today we're just talking about second-level defenders. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast today. If you have any questions, uh, pl- please feel free to uh, reach out to us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at FBCoachesCorner. You can always email us at FBCoachesCorner at gmail.com. I would invite you to uh, visit our website at FootballCoachesCorner.com for information that we have there about video scout checklists, game planning templates. There's a lot of things that are available I uh, had a lot of traffic the last couple of weeks on the on our uh, website, and guys would just invite you to go there. We also have some free downloads and access to all of our previous podcasts on there. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. If uh, you know if you're a uh, longtime listener, we appreciate it. And uh, if, if there's anything you'd like to, uh, you know, topic you'd like for us to cover during this time, be glad to hit on any of those things. Uh, anytime you subscribe or give us a review. It uh, just helps our podcast move up the rankings. And, and as always, please feel free to share our podcast with anybody you know or anybody you feel like might uh, enjoy what we're talking about. And, uh, guys, we'd love to hear from you and get some, uh, some, you know, some ideas about topics. Uh, lot, still got a lot of things going on during this time. This is a great time for us to learn. Uh, but I'd like to thank you for listening. And until next time, coaches, please continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.